Welcome to A Couch Divided Podcast, where secular psychology meets a Christian worldview with Dr. Robin Hall and Nick Thomas. All right, Nick, sit back and relax. And if you can't, we need to talk about that. (laughs) Prepare to be couched. To a couch divided. My name is Nick. Alongside with me, and it is a beautiful day with you, <laughs> Dr. Robin Hall. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Pretty good. I like that intro. And it is a beautiful day. And it is a beautiful day. <laughs> uh, well, I honestly went immediately to Mr. Rogers when you said that. Oh, yeah. It does sound like a what, "Won't you be my neighbor?" Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, we played that video because it's it's going to be sort of uh, about. Uh, the nature of today's topic and we'll get back to that in a second and why I played that video and um, what the significance about it. it's a very popular video that's going around right now sweet little kid singing um, who's actually older now sure. <laughs> uh, he's six years older uh, I never that. would have heard it if you hadn't played it yeah yeah I, I just been noticing it going around on the the YouTube reels the Instagram reels TikTok, and all that stuff yeah so um, which I uh, indulge in every once in a while right and uh <laughs> And uh, this uh, sweet little kid singing about, uh, um, you know, that it's a beautiful day and relying on the Lord. Thank and, you for sunshine. Right. Thank uh, you for rain. It's I'd actually rainy here right now. Yeah. yeah I, I think about that. Now, I don't know what religion this person is. He says, Lord, I want to say Christianity. Right. But, but it is uh, Jamaica and it could be something else. So. Well, I mean, anyone that says Lord could say yeah, something else. Yeah. Right. But, be the, uh, but the intentions there, let's uh, look at it uh, as, a, as a Christian would look at it. Um, <laughs> But before we begin in any of that, yeah, we'll really, circle back to that. Yeah. It's always weird figuring out how you're like gonna include clips like that. Yeah, because what do you what do when, you do after like when do you do it? Yeah, do you like launch immediately into your topic and forgo your normal? Yeah, house what was the point of that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You We're deviate learning, so far guys. that it becomes irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I feel better. Like I've been listening to a lot of uh, what have you with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Becca Merkel and yeah. Rachel Jankovic. Oh, and yeah. those ladies who are amazing and wonderful, oh, yeah, they are. I'm pretty sure 99% of the time sit in their car and record the episode on somebody's iPhone. Right. Um, so I feel like we are, I mean, we're still kind of like a shabby rag, like a ragtag operation, mm-hmm. but we're, we ha- we're a little more mm-hmm. progressed than just our phone. Right. Which, right. you know, I mean, if I had an iPhone, a nice right. iPhone, maybe we would be recording with it. I like to. Uh, I like that you bring up uh, Merkel and Jankovic uh, there, though they primarily speak to women and wives and mothers yes. and things like that. Um, I've been enlightened by their talk, even in that, because as a man, um, I'm going to need to know how that operates too, as well, so I can lead them properly, so they can do that, <laughs> right? So I need to understand those 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 uh, importances. So you, what need I, to, uh, you need to understand women. Is that what you're saying, Nick? Well, yeah, uh, and and, the, and then you know what they need for me, so that they can do what they need to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Um, uh, instead of just like just do it. You know what I mean? I I need to understand the the. the Did the, you ever see that movie? Um, what women want. With Mel Gibson. Yeah, where, where he could read the Mike. thoughts of women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you imagine that the other way around, how gross <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be? I don't think most women spend a lot of time w- wishing they could, like, read every man's thoughts. I'm pretty no. sure that's not a, the top yeah. of most of our list. Although, like, there have definitely been moments where I have, it would have been nice to have somebody, you know, have, like, a little thought bubble form over their head. And, right. you know, you could tell like whether they were telling the truth right 
Wow, I feel like I we've digressed already. Well, a lot. it's a beautiful day. <laughs> it no. is. It is actually. It's lovely outside here in in Glendale. It is not sunny. It is very. It's like, a bit overcast. overcasty a lot lately. Yeah, we've had a very wet winter. Yeah, there. which is a which is a well. I mean, it's a blessing. I know it's a blessing. It is. It's yeah. absolutely a blessing. We need the water in the desert, yeah. but it's also definitely affected my mood. Yeah. But hey, before we forget, before we launch into the topic. Um, we love all of you guys. Uh, continue to listen. Continue to share. Continue yes, to please. to like and subscribe and uh, um, uh, and rate us on iTunes and Spotify. Give us five stars if we deserved the the five stars. <laughs> um, but I'm going to emphasize that. Uh, be honest, yeah, right? Just, of course. Just be honest, or you know, if you don't care, just you know, click on the five stars. Anyway. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. Um, but I mean, you uh, guys yeah, all sh- know how this <laughs> stuff works. Like it, the more ratings you have, you like it just. Yeah. Our reach our the algorithms change you get more yeah like but you, you guys get are more more uh, stuff but you guys are there for us we appreciate you we'll keep producing these things as long as you keep listening and yes, uh, and please. we love it and we probably keep producing it anyway if yes. we were just talking to each other um <laughs> but uh, um because <laughs> they yeah i go back into our archives they enlighten me as well and uh, what i've seen from you know uh, comments and everything like that is that they do introduce it to friends um, that um, that are enlightened by it. Uh, they, they see their friends that, hey, you know, the, these two are talking about anxiety or depression or something like that. Maybe maybe you can listen to them, uh, to them too as well. Uh, they've helped me out. And, oh. uh, um, and uh, I've seen those things in the past, and uh, I would always encourage you to, uh, to share these with your friends. Yeah. Um, if that's a way that you can get the gospel in there, do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not yeah. Gonna, I'm not going to sure. uh, frown upon that. Uh, uh, one of our major prayers... Um, in the beginning of this is for you to know Christ. Uh, and we do this primarily as a means of ministry for you to know Christ mm-hmm. um, and that he is the remedy. I mean, that would be hopefully at the core of everyone's right. ministry because whatever earthly like blessing you could bestow on somebody through whatever charity you might mm-hmm. run, yeah. it ultimately mm-hmm. matters not. Right, right. Maybe. Because like you will stand before the God of the universe of all creation mm-hmm. and you will you will be mm-hmm. judged. Right, right. Um so like you can't say that, Robin. Oh, but I said it. My mental illness. You <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> See the thing though is the things you should be properly anxious about or not. Everything is so distorted, you know? Right, right. Um like right. the things you should have a healthy, respectful fear of, like God honoring fear, yeah. we don't. Right. And the things that we sh- like shouldn't really be afraid of, mm-hmm. we are. Right. So. I mean, a- and going back to that song, "It's a Beautiful Day." I, I-, I thank you for sunshine. I thank you for rain. Thank mm. you for joy. Is that the name of that song? I think it's a, it's called a, a, beautiful, a beautiful day. day. Yeah. And he goes, "I thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for joy. Thank you for pain." Right. That's a foreign concept. No. Well, actually, it's really not. I mean, not uh, according to the Bible. But uh, no, well, right, and and lots of different cultures around the world have pulled this, yeah. like this kind of yin and yang, light and dark balance, mm-hmm. pain and pain and joy, pain mm. and pleasure. Mm. I guess would be the the other mm. side. Um, I think in New Age, where they say very, no negative yes, thoughts, no ex- negative, very, thoughts. very well, very it's how you're perceiving it. Yeah. So a lot of like mindfulness based stuff mindlessness well is that's like where it operates from that you like can't have the good without the bad Mm -hmm. and the only way to true happiness Mm. or i don't know if happiness is the right word peace Mm. is to accept accept and experience both fully Mm. however that right i've mentioned this verse a lot in ecclesiastes i'll go there again until you know i die this is a huge verse for me it says, in the day of prosperity, rejoice. Mm-hmm. But in the day of adversity, consider this. He has made one as well as the other. Mm-hmm. Right. That you cannot find out what comes afterwards. He's of the go- He's the God of the hills right. and the valleys. Right? He's done this, not for this sole purpose, but for in this text, he's saying, because you are not God, you don't know the future, consider that I've given you what I've given you. Mm, right. And then rely on me throughout all of it. You know? um, and he says, have gratitude for the days that are going good for you. Yeah. Like, Rejoice. It's okay to be happy because it's a happy time. And it's okay to be sad when it's a sad time. Yes. 
Uh, but consider that <clears throat> God, who is righteous and just and is, has not done anything bad to you, mm-hmm. that when the adversity pops up, you know how to, you know, uh, acclimate. You know how to rest and have peace even in the times of uh, suffering. That is extremely hard for us. Without Christ, I don't think we can do it. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, people seek that help from all sorts of areas of creation. Anyway, we are totally running away off topic. Our yeah, our housekeeping housekeeping stuff is always sh- keep sharing us with mm-hmm. your friends and family. I've been like stalking you guys on our SoundCloud mm-hmm. infographic area. Yeah, you have. It's <laughs> so fun to like see where everybody is at listening. We've become meme central. Oh yeah, <laughs> I bet we've I've got a lot going on currently personally. So you've been keeping up with it. Well, I was on like a quite a roll for a little bit. Like it was one every day for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's had to slow down a little just because I don't have the same kind of time currently available mm-hmm. to me. Not that I really have a lot of time anyway. But um, yeah, oh, I love you. I love you guys that have the same ridiculous and dark. <laughs> well. I guess I don't post the truly, truly dark stuff. Maybe we should have like an alternative account where we post the truly dark. That seems right up your alley. It really does. <laughs> it, it feels really fun to yeah. think think that way. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay, Nick, why, why did you play this clip? Well, the nature of today's topic um, is going to dive into really being thankful in all situations and understanding pain and getting towards reality. If I, uh, mm-hmm. if I, I could say it that way, cause I'm know. actually, I'm not exactly sure h- how we could even really describe our topic today. Right, right. It's a little, um, ab- well, it's not, no, it's not abstract. Some of the concepts are a little abstract, but, mm-hmm. um, we're really going to be speaking to making a distinction between two, commonly or you know more commonly known or talked about psychological experiences or characteristics Mm -hmm. or behaviors that um so we're going to define them make some distinctions and then obviously dissect from our biblical worldview yeah um but yeah so the it is just it's kind of a different style of topic than we have done before but we've gotten some interest from people around both of these things. And because these two things are kind of confused sometimes and like by like a lay person, they're just kind of confused, uh, lay me just normal average, right. Person. Um, so we thought it'd be a good idea to pair them up. Right. Mm -hmm. And talk about them that way. So with that explanation, um, we are talking about, grandiosity I hope that paid off because it really I mean grandiosity you know when we hear it we go oh yeah like uh, <laughs> uh, disassociating from reality or, or whatever like that but it really is hard to describe you know what you just mentioned <laughs> you know what I mean what oh wait that are is. you saying you liked my like intro to that yeah okay. yeah because it, it really really mean puts an emphasis <laughs> on today's topic but I oh good but when we just hear grandiosity I, I was thinking I was like I hope that paid off because it really made sense to me <laughs> oh I, I, good I, yeah, oh yeah. man thank you for that feedback yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay and then we are so grandiosity um in compare not, I mean we're really not going to compare compare the two grandiosity versus Maybe that's not even the right way of saying that. Um, delusions, specifically delusions of grandeur. Mm. So you've got really similar words, right? Mm. Grandeur and grandiosity. So it makes sense, I think, just right off the bat that those two things could be confused. But they mm. are very, very different Um Foundationally, they're different. And they're, like there could be some crossover, right, of some like among those two different experiences across disorders also. So, yeah. Anyway, why do you, why does the little, the song that you played at the beginning relate to that? How does it relate? Well, again, going back to the, I thank you for joy. Thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. He says in there, I don't want to act too high and mighty. Because tomorrow may fall down on my face. I really think if I break that down, it's not just trip and fall and look embarrassed. Yeah. 
because right by although that might happen too (laughs) yes (laughs) well arrogancy will do that right and i tell you what this is so off topic but a really embarrassing story about a time i fell (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i toby was like Oh, this has happened recently. Yes, he was like <laughs> three months old. I yeah. he was probably not that. I don't. I honestly, I was so out of my mind the first like little bit after giving birth that um, my timeline's a little warped. But yeah. um, I met my mother in law and my niece. Mm-hmm. Where were we? Like a Culver's, I think we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby was in his little car seat like like he was tiny enough that I could like you know the thing you click in and out of the car mm-hmm. and um I ordered food and took Toby <laughs> with me back my mother-in-law and my niece were still ordering food to the back of the restaurant like oh there's a, a big enough table for all of us and I sat Toby down mm-hmm. on the on this table and tried to sit down like in the seat that would have been on the other side of him but there was no chair <laughs> Oh, right on your butt, huh? Can I also add? <laughs> yeah, you committed too. That to the air seat. <laughs> I mean, I fell entirely on my butt. I bet, yeah. And the restaurant, it was like one one o'clock, maybe. <laughs> it was packed. Like everyone there, including the people behind the register, right? Like selling. Yeah, they all. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah, guys. So, anyway, well, that's for your listening pleasure. Yeah. And then right before he goes, you know, this morning I wake up um, and I look in the mirror. My body is in the place many people lie. Um, basically, I mean. It, what does that mean? Well, many, uh, basically people are, in the, I, I believe uh, uh, what he's saying is, because um, right after that he, he goes, I don't want to act too high and mighty. Okay. Um, there's people on the ground. There is people. People that are have died. Yeah. yeah people okay. Have, yeah. Um, I'm standing on the same ground where people are under, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, the earth, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that's dark. Right, right. Um, Yeah, it seems like mm-hmm. it, but it's a beautiful day. <laughs> um, but I don't want to act too high and mighty because tomorrow my life could be accounted for. Could, right. Yeah, right. And, and the Bible <laughs> talks about that, too, as well. I mean, all over the place uh, here. Um, I'm not going to be my own God. It, I'm interpreting it this uh, in a theological sense, in a uh, Christianity the song is just about being a beautiful day. It really is. I don't know if he had that concept in there. He's just singing. Well, the kid, yeah. Yeah. But when you do break it down, the making sure that you know truth and understanding your circumstances and who you are as a creature um, will prevent pomp, right? But will prevent those those haughty eyes, if you want to, uh, or disposition. Well, or it should help. To, yeah. Yeah, it should help. It definitely should. Now, because of our sinful being, it's always going to try to thrust forward, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, with the Lord, um, we know how to battle against that to where we see in the secular world without the spirit. I do believe doesn't really have a defense against that, but just their own virtues and things like that, that I believe um, either will perpetuate them in the rejection of God or completely destroy them, um, you know, in this life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yes. So... (laughs) Pride, I think. Um, Which is really what I'm talking about. Yeah, I yeah. think that um, we can we can say that, like, pride as a sin is definitely interwoven or could be well, interwoven in grandiosity and delusions of grandeur. Mm-hmm. Either, like, real pride in something or perceived pride over something imagined, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> Um, a, a lot of the time with psychosis, you see delusions and hallucinations that are themed around making the individual important. Mm-hmm. And when you look at some of these people's histories, like what they've been through, like the, the neglect and the abuse, it starts to make sense why you might engage in a fantasy play. Right. Um, and why it might be really cool to think that you are the person that was visited by the archangel and given the special task to mm. X, Y, and Z, right? Mm. So, which that like uh, rel- religiously themed um, 
hallucinations and delusional ideations are pretty common amongst psychotic disorders, but mm. um, that's a totally different topic. So um, I thought maybe we should start with um, defining what we mean when we say grandiosity and then, you know, what we mean when we say delusions of grandeur. So um, grandiosity is a term that's pretty commonly associated with uh, narcissism narcissistic personality disorder and we have talked about that a lot mm. with um here like in previous episodes in our con- conversations with others our crossovers with cultish and sheologians mm-hmm. also um go over a lot of that so go check those out mm. right <clears throat> um and delusions of grandeur is it, grandeur those is a type of delusion that occurs or can occur within the context of a psychotic disorder or a psychotic episode. So um, the DSM here, we're going to start with uh, delusions of grandeur Mm -hmm. just because it comes first Mm -hmm. in our book. (laughs) In our book. I think uh, when I uh, hear delusions of grandeur all the time, I'm always making movie references, but I remember that movie Spaceballs. Oh my gosh! Uh, um, no. And uh, uh, <laughs> he's like, "When do we get to Disneyland?" Well, <laughs> and then he's uh, may all the, the shorts be yeah, with you. Yeah. But that that comes from uh, you know Star Wars, and it's like uh, uh, what after Han Solo gets uh, uh, unfrozen, and he's like, "Oh man, Jedi's and everything like that." I, I go away for for a little bit, and then everybody has delusions of grandeur. <laughs> you know? But yeah, um, I love Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. I love him. I did a like speech performance piece in mm-hmm. high school, like a duo with mm-hmm. a partner of Blazing Saddles. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. It's one of my favorite movies. Great movie. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely a movie that could not be made today. So, what are delusions? I've, have we talked about this before? No, I mean, uh, again, we've always touched upon, you know, what delusions are, what, but uh, not, not specifically according mm. to... I can't remember, like, we. I think we did schizophrenia, so yes. there is that, which mm-hmm. we would have talked about delusions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about psychosis through, you know... Yeah, uh, like plenty. drug-induced, yeah, 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 stuff. Okay, well, so, um, there are... F- Key features, right? That's how the DSM works. It's a categ- it, it categorizes things. Mm-hmm. It gives things diagnostic features, key features to group them together, right? To mm-hmm. subcategories, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the key features of psychotic disorders are delusions, like the existence, the experience of delusional ideation. Mm-hmm. So delusions are fixed beliefs that are not amenable to change in light of conflicting evidence, Their content may include a variety of themes. For example, persecutory, referential, somatic, religious, and grandiose. Why yuck? Well, because they have religious in there, and uh, it's going to be used to attack um, people who have an objective religion, such as Christianity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, so this is, it's really specifically talking about the theme, right? Mm -hmm. Because some people, there's no religious theme at all, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so just for everybody's edification, um, persecutory delusions. So this is the belief that one is going to be harmed, harassed, and so forth by an individual organization or other group. And these are the most common, Mm -hmm. um, referential delusions are the belief, a belief that certain gestures, comments, environmental cues, and so forth are directed at oneself, and those are also very common. So this is like seeing signs in nature, on the TV, um, in what people are wearing um, in the road, in cracks in the road. Like it's mm. in, it's getting special messages, mm. right, from things around you. Mm. Um, and that's also very common. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was my life in, in psychosis. and uh, Yeah, I'll, that's very common. I'll tell a story after this, but uh, again, I was helping out, uh, talking to a homeless man who happened to be addicted. and uh, Addicted to what? Fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah. Yeah, and um, because the fentanyl pill is blue, he starts seeing blue everywhere, and, and he oh, thinks wow. that he can go and find it if he just concentrates on the color blue, and, and then he and then he ends up finding it, and it's reiterating his circumstances. Right, so, so he yeah. just, he, like, the evidence that, 
he's just finding evidence to support it. Yeah, I'll give you what I said to him um, after after we uh, explain this. Uh, it's it's, it's going to well, be a, a rather long story, but yeah. Um. Okay. So grandiose delusions. Okay. So this is our operational definition per the DSM. When an individual believes that he or she has ex- exceptional abilities, wealth, or fame. Okay. Then they there's also erotomanic delusions. Oh, yeah. We have you, all you, heard you. stories. Okay. I was like, yeah. Um, when an individual believes falsely that another person is in love with him or her. So, do you all remember when was the when was it the lady who the astronaut who drove like literally across the country in an astronaut diaper because she believed she was in a relationship with this other guy. And I, they had at one point like worked yeah. in a similar area or something like that. I'm, please forgive me because the details are quite hazy, but it was all over the news. She was, this was something that she was suffering from. She believed they were in a relationship and they were not. Mm. Right. And, uh, Running around in an astronaut diaper was going to. <laughs> no, no, no. So she didn't have to stop. Oh. Right? Think about, like, you have to sit That's pretty in that logical. seat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's logical for an astronaut. Yeah. Like, none of the rest of us would ever think, I wonder if there's a, like, depends that can get me from one end of the country to the other. Imagine getting out of the car. I love you. and Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then looking down and seeing the mess that you created. <laughs> okay. We're sorry. I apologize for that. got to have that. Mm, yeah. Okay, nihilistic delusions involve the conviction that a major catastrophe will occur, and Mm. somatic delusions focus on preoccupations regarding health and organ function. Mm. Okay, so this is also more just for your guys' knowledge. Um, We categorize delusions as either bizarre or non-bizarre. And it's kind of, it's a weird... I mean, it's nuanced, so it might not Mm -hmm. be like immediately what you think. Okay, so delusions are deemed bizarre if they are clearly implausible and not understandable to same culture peers and do not derive from ordinary life experiences. Mm. An example of a bizarre delusion is the belief that an outside force has removed his or her internal organs and replaced them with someone else's organs without Mm. leaving any wounds or scars. An example of a non-bizarre delusion is the belief that one is under surveillance by the police despite a lack of convincing evidence. So bizarre is something that couldn't happen. Like being metaphysically transported into a video game, which Mm. is uh, the experience of someone that I worked with personally. Mm. And he was living as part of a video game, right? That would be bizarre. But believing that the FBI is monitoring you, even though it is highly, highly, highly unlikely that unless you're doing something like Mm. committing fraud or, I don't know, bad things (laughs) you shouldn't be doing, Mm -hmm. probably not true, but it is possible. Right. Um, So... To, it's interesting that we have to make that classification because it all is sounds bizarre, right? right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I thought that was really, I thought you guys would find that interesting. Delusions that express a loss of control over mind or body are generally considered to be bizarre. These includes the, include the belief that one's thoughts have been removed by some outside force. So this is called thought withdrawal. That alien thoughts have been put into one's mind, thought insertion, or that one's body or actions are being acted on or manipulated by some outside force. Illusions right. of control. Yeah. So that bo- the body snatching thing was pretty common. Like I encountered that commonly when I was working with individuals struggling with this, believing that family members, like that's not my mom. Mm. She's been re- like, that's not her. Like it looks like her, but that's not her. That's not her. Yeah. Like she's... Some something has snatched her, and it is like wearing her around. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. It is. It's yeah. very sad. So anyway, that is um, delusions. Delusions of grandeur, specifically grandiose delusions, when um, an individual believes that they are exceptional mm. for one reason or another, but they just aren't. Right. Um. One that I came in 
encounter with pretty commonly was believing like um that they had written songs for really famous artists you know Mm -hmm. like hey that was like taylor swift i wrote all of her Uh she stole all of her music from me yeah and if you break break this whole concept down into like why why would you why would that be the thing that you told people why would that be the lie right Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to, this is, so these, these people don't know, they're not, they're not trying necessarily to be dishonest in any right, way. Right. It's not like they, they believe this. They really do but with believe all it. The, the elements of the world, all the genres, everything that you could have picked for the lie, <laughs> you chose that one. That's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it, it makes sense that like, like Taylor Swift, everybody in the world, including like. The like farthest reaches of Africa, right? right. Know who she is. Yeah. They've seen her right. picture. So, I guess, uh, like, and to, if somebody feels extremely insignificant, like very unimportant, mm-hmm. well, I mean, somebody's important if Taylor Swift is going to steal all their musical genius. Suppose. Yeah. Right. And yeah. use it. So you can start seeing how some of this stuff could develop as like coping, adaptive quote-unquote adaptive it's not really adaptive coping Mm. right another argument for evolution um uh yeah so anyway that is like when you ever you hear delusions of grandeur it's not that is not referencing somebody that believes that they're going to um be be like really famous one day who, right who and they're gonna work towards that right who has aspirations yeah. that's not at all no. what this is yeah, there's a difference between an aspiration right. and uh, delusion yeah mm-hmm. so delusions are very entrenched most mm-hmm. of the time they don't treat very well mm-hmm. um as soon as clinician as soon as whoever's you know working with the person who is experiencing delusional ideation challenges the delusion, mm-hmm. they become somebody that can't be trusted, you know? So it's, it is really difficult to treat in the context of psychotherapy. Um, and most of the medicines they use to control other psychotic features like hallucinations mm-hmm. don't touch the delusional ideation mm-hmm. for most people. So anyway, that's, that should be like distinct for everybody. Delusions of grandeur, that's a specific type of delusion, grandiose delusions, and that's different from grandiosity, which we're going to talk about now. And I think, um, you know, scripture is really speaks to it too, a lot. So, like I said before, we've really touched on this concept a lot in our different discussions on narcissism. So, go check those out. So, DSMing again, guys. This is under narcissistic personality disorder. <coughs> The essential feature of narcissistic personality disorder is a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, need for admiration, and lack of empathy. So those are the like primary characteristics. Mm. Okay, So individuals with this disorder have a grandiose sense of self-importance, which may be manifest as an exaggerated or unrealistic sense of superiority, value, or capability. They tend to overestimate their abilities and amplify their accomplishments, often appearing boastful and pretentious. Mm. They may blithely assume that others attribute the same value to their efforts and may be surprised when they when the praise they expect and feel they deserve is not forthcoming. Often mm. implicit in the inflated judgments of their own accomplishments is an under, underestimation or devaluation of the contributions of others. Individuals with narcissistic personality disorder are often preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. And they may ruminate about long overdue admiration and privilege and compare themselves favorably with famous or privileged people. Wow. So you can see, like, the shades there. Yes. Right? That are similar, right? Right. Um, but all, But different. Like, this is not... This is not psychosis. Mm-hmm. This is definitely overinflating sense of self worth, right, mm-hmm. and importance, mm-hmm. but it isn't. And it's that inflation of oneself that the Bible really speaks against. 
how many times God has judged the nation of Israel or even other nations of being so proud and haughty and the individuals of usurping authority, greed, whatever. Um, even the Proverbs, I mean, we all know this, uh, you know, um, before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty, but humility goes before honor or before the fall, right? So a uh, pride before um, the fall kind mm-hmm. of thing um, right. goes on there. Why does the Bible warn this so many times? It doesn't give you the criterion of what creates it. It mm-hmm. already tells you what it created. I was in Genesis. <laughs> right. Right. But it does speak against it, you know. Um, and um, we need to recognize within the, uh, uh, this within ourselves. That's why that song was so beautiful at the end. I don't want to act too high and mighty. I know where I'm at and I know where I could be. I could be in the place that many people lie. What would happen with that kind of discipline at, uh, at a young age and to keep that discipline going forward? Discipline over... Being grounded. You mean yeah. humility. Yeah, mm-hmm. in humility. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why parents have a big, 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 big responsibility right. to their children. What would happen if you just always pump up, you know, uh, uh, always lift up uh, your child... You're good. You never do anything wrong. This is it's yes every single time. You know what I mean. And how much that would actually damage that person, right? How unloving right. it actually is to not be to not discipline and teach yeah. your children. You you get a monster, you know, oh, afterwards. Yeah. And well, and it's not not only is it unloving to your child, mm-hmm. it's unloving to everyone your child will ever come in contact with. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, who knows? He may even flock to um, particular people that are just like. Uh, um, them and it just perpetuates and perpetuates and, 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 and destruction. You know. So, or he might find uh, the people that are not like that because he can control that environment or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and um, again, when we speak about mental illnesses, there's all kinds of factors that come into play. Why one would somebody uh, have this? Uh, I think that we tend to want to forgo responsibility in some circumstances, and we should not. Um, um, but uh, what we do we do now after, let's just say, said damage has been done? This is a part of my nature now. What this pri- is, pride? Yeah, this is this is I've I've now been um, diagnosed with delusions of grandeur, uh, so to speak. You, know? <laughs> you mean grand? Now or grandiosity. Grandi- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not psychosis. Not psychosis, yeah. So what do you do? I mean, yeah. you wouldn't be diagnosed with grandiosity. Yes, it would right. be a feature, right? Yep. This is a characteristic right. or like a behavior set or thought process that mm-hmm. somebody can engage in. Right. Um, repent. Yeah. Uh, you would repent, right? right? So in uh, personality disorders in general are difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we never say that anything is impossible. We watch... I mean, God changed me. God mm-hmm. saved me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he saved Paul. Like, there's nothing. There's no person so low. The Lord is, like, past that saving. Can't lift up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, in my, I don't like to say past life because it sounds like I'm a Hindu, but before Christ, in my sin, right? Um, I was a, 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 a huge liar. Uh-huh. A liar. I would lie about everything. I would lie about who I am. Um, sometimes I would lie so much that I would have to go and seek it out s- to make it a truth because then I was going to be exposed if it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Um, I w- oh, and interesting. I c- and because I could put on accents, sometimes I would lie about who I'm, where I'm from, mm-hmm. about what I've done in life, mm-hmm. just to make myself feel important to that individual. And here's the thing. It was entirely, um, as, I, as I started going down this route, I, I realized I was really not comfortable with myself. Mm-hmm. And if I was just me, then um, they would know the truth about me and who would want that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that. so it's and also a poor victim me. That's what, that, you know, but well, that was the truth. Right. And well, I needed and also, to repent. And also like you were very good, like a sociopath is good. Yeah. Right. Just mm-hmm. like I was at yeah. reading people mm-hmm. and manipulating them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Lord. I'm doing this to you right now. The Lord is powerful to save. That's not on like what Nick just said is not an uncommon thing, um, um, especially among drug addicts, <clears throat> people that are actively using. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you you wouldn't be like diagnosed with grandiosity. It would mm-hmm. be, you know, if you were diagnosed with anything, it would be mm-hmm. um, 
you know, their narcissistic personality disorder. I'm actually like that, and you'd have to meet other criteria. Uh, there was Grandiosity features. Grandiosity by itself yeah. doesn't qualify. There was features of that, and then of course those features hyperized in um, addiction. Yes, but even before the yeah. addiction, it was part of my atmosphere. Same, yeah. same. And and this probably stemmed from. Um, a lot of bullies in elementary school, mm-hmm. not so much in high school. I kind of came into my own in there. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure that I would never go back uh, to those, um, you know, to that time. So, yeah, I think the um, ultimate answer, like, what do you do? You repent. I mean, the, the only way that you're going to desire heart change if you truly fall into one Mm -hmm. of these personality disorder categories Mm -hmm. is to be born again anyway so and this i want to put an emphasis on this because this is really what the nature is if anybody that says that the bible doesn't talk about this it does so with all of our exhortations not to be haughty and everything like that jesus still says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free then know the truth about what well jesus is the way the truth and the life right the truth about him, but specifically he's talking about sin. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. free. Right. I got to believe that anybody with like a narcissistic personality disorder that meets the criterion has to feel trapped in some way. And within their mind, it's exploding with tension and pressure. Yeah. Right. I'm just explaining it. Yeah. Like in internal chaos. probably. Yeah. And. Maybe they can see themselves doing it At least and in, don't want to. In but moments, yeah. Right. Maybe they can see themselves doing it and don't want to. Maybe they're completely dissociated with that. Whatever. Something is going on. And I do believe that there's sort of an existential pull predicated upon, eh, I haven't said that <laughs> in a while. I know, it's been a minute. On the image of God. Yeah. That in the Bible itself says that you know the works of the law. It testifies to your conscience. Right. There is something going on to the slightest degree to the maximum. Everybody's different. Yeah. And I can get I really misty-eyed talking about this. You can tell already <laughs> that I'm a little <laughs> emotional. Is because that's the one thing that I learned about myself. I was a sinful creature who did not deserve anything. Right. My salvation was bittersweet. And it's always bittersweet. The exodus was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Is sweet in the sense that you've been released from Pharaoh. Better in the sense that you have to walk around a desert for 40 years. Right. And the nature and the suffering that it took. Salvation is powerful. It is not just something God just snaps his finger. It says it's immense power. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, he doesn't break a sweat and nothing is too hard for him. Right, right. I want to differentiate that category. But the categorical thinking is that there's tremendous power in regenerating a person. Yeah, yeah. You understand that. <laughs> God is not flippant about salvation. Death to life. Yes. It is not. um, It is not something to just go, oh, I was born again or attached to an evangelical. uh, Oh, I'm a born again Christian uh, just because you go to a Protestant church. That's not what that means. It's a new heart, a new mind, and a new way of thinking. Jesus can change that. And if he can do it to me, he can do it to Robin or anybody else. He can do it to you who is suffering at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I, I do think that, um, it's like, we aren't allowed to be hopeless. Mm. We just aren't. We have the perfect healer. That's a great way to put it. It's a command. It's not an exhortation, though it can be encouraging. Right. Right. It is a command. You're, you are not without hope. Right. You're not. We're not supposed to mourn like we have no hope. Right. But we can mourn. Mm You can be sad. I always said this. I know now know that I can be sad correctly. Right. Yeah. That's a profound thing to say. Uh-huh. All, I, I can suffer internally. Whatever, whatever the pull is, maybe I lived a life of narcissism, and I still feel that pull inside of, uh, of Christ, inside the kingdom. And uh-huh. I have to battle against that. Yeah. Right. Which we should normalize probably, mm-hmm. right? Because... Like God regenerates you absolutely, and you right. have a heart for Him. You love His Word. You love right. His law. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if you do not push and fight, <clears throat> but that does not mean that you haven't had however many decades of like entrenched bad behavior patterns and thought process that you're going to have to kill as mm-hmm. your flesh. Like you, so yeah, for, and, sh- and for the, sure. In the secular world, wants to forego responsibility in these things. It's not your fault that you're like this. Uh, I don't think that's entirely true. Well, at least within like 
the types of therapy that you do with mm. people like this or or, or offenders, mm. people who are this way and also have committed offenses. Mm. Um, usually, like, the therapy is very, very confrontational, very mm. challenging. It's structured around getting people to take responsibility because that's such a good I I, yeah. I I like the way they put that because that's the responsibility that the clinician has sure but to the rest of the world that is walking around it's here, a rush too. when they hear disorder they go oh okay it's not your fault you just have a disorder kind of thing like that completely undermining what the clinician is trying to do <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 and, and to help this person to get out of those uh, uh, mm-hmm. those uh, those things if you're a Christian do not be afraid to talk about what the Bible says is your remedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can do that in the most loving manner. You don't have to be, you're going to hell, kid. You know what I mean? And yeah. Unless they really are, you may want to bring it up. But you always can bring that up in a non-confrontational way. No matter how they take it, you know how to act. And uh, so act accordingly to that to that love and mercy and grace that you've received. I, uh, I, I realized that I had a battle with that, too, as well, because, and I don't know if you can relate to this, Robin. A battle with what? Well, <clears throat> sort of sometimes being offended by somebody not fighting or somebody not pushing because of the suffering that I've went through. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I don't feel that way. No. Uh, but, um, but I, like, because I, wa- I watch people... <sighs> I watch people fight so hard mm. um, most of the time. Mm. And the pe- people that like don't or take a break most of the time mm. need a break. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's like, you know, if you're speaking mostly to men, mm. it might be a little bit different. Well, and, 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 and here's the thing. I had to get grounded, right, uh, uh, on this um, because of so, uh, something that somebody said to me, and I'll, I'll explain this. The Lord says, I do not delight in one who shrinks back. Yes. Right. He also says, if you put your hand to the plow, you do not look back. Mm-hmm. And that he does not give you a spirit of cowardice. So sometimes, you know, you have to fight that. You know, you have to fight not wanting to look back. You have to fight not wanting to be a coward. You have to fight uh, um, uh, picking up your cross. And sometimes it can offend me. And I had to get, and I'll tell you the grounding that I received. And so I'll tell you my sin right now. Sometimes it can offend me when I see a person that does not want to rely on Jesus for that remedy. Okay. Yeah. And, and I sure. parallel with my suffering. You know how much suffering I've gone through and you do. And this is a thought in my mind. And then somebody goes, yeah, I, I've experienced this, but I remember the grace and the mercy that the Lord showed me to get me out of this. I have to remember that I would have never made it without grace and mercy. Right. And I go, that grounded me. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like it's not your righteousness yeah. that's being violated. Exactly. Yeah. That took me off of my pomp. I've suffered all of these things. Right. And I've worked so hard for right. what I've earned here, which in, is right. not at all cool because we don't we don't live in a workspace system as children of god amen now think about what that would do to the christian heart without being grounded in that that you actually thought that you did this that you that you've put in the work that you've labored all that you've tilled your own soil that you reap what you're so that would to me that we i was thinking we should do an episode on red flags Mm -hmm. Like, that would be a fun episode, right. red flags of all kinds. This would be a huge red flag for right. you as a Christian right. to hear another Christian who isn't just a brand new baby Christian and doesn't really understand yet. Right. Right. Somebody who should be seasoned right. and understand that, like, this isn't about the work of their hands. Right. Um, now, now, the person that, uh, that, that grounded me didn't actually come out like he was trying to ground me. He was just telling me what he experienced. Yeah. And I took that lesson. I go... I need to remember that too Mm -hmm. before I get so far off into left field where I'm not even acting like a Christian. I'm not even thinking like a Christian. And guys, there's so many disorders out there. (laughs) And that was probably not qualified as a disorder, but you can see a person's life that, that is living that consistently, that it becomes a disorder, right? So we should be blessed all the time when the Lord corrects you, even in the most subtle way, right? You know, my heart was in animus uh, when I said that, but it took an exhortation from a brother who was just telling me about his circumstances, about how he goes, yeah, I, I, I felt what you felt, and then I remembered that 
I would have never accomplished that without mercy anyway. Right. Well, <laughs> and so like the there's a like mercy, a, grace, a lot of that. good news in that too. Like you don't actually need to feel personally responsible if you share the gospel with somebody and they don't immediately come to faith, saving faith in Christ, right? Right. Like it's your responsibility to share. It's mm-hmm. God's spirit and to does, hold them accountable to Yeah, them. any yeah. work of that. Yeah. Um so uh we just last night had an awesome sermon Jeff Durbin, mm. Apology Church, you can check it out, on Proverbs 6, mm. 12 through 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really spent a lot of time on gossip, and I, I appreciated that. Yeah, it was excellent. Um, but that little piece of scripture, God tells us some of the things that he hates. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> Oh, Hot. God hates? God hates? Yes, really? God hates. <laughs> yes, he does. Because he, he's righteous. And he, he hates perfectly. Yeah. Right. And holy and with, yeah, yeah. complete righteousness with and justice. Yes. Um, perfect justice. That's the key word, justice. It's not a, an affliction from his heart. Mm-mm. He hates anything that is the antithesis of his character, the opposite of his character. Mm-hmm. I mean, and um, that's how we identify sin. What is God? And then what is not? Right. What is not a sin? <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Makes sense? Okay. Um, what was I saying, Nick? Well, there is six things that the Lord hates. Okay, so even seven, right? Even seven. So the first, well, not the first, what the first in one of the lists within those verses is haughty eyes. What does that mean? Well, I, when I hear the term haughty, I'm 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 thinking about um um, you know, boastfulness, uh, pride, arrogancy, um, pomp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, when it says the eyes, they're looking for the opportunity mm-hmm. to display such things. Ugh. And sometimes that means at the expense of others. Come on, I actually, most of the time it's going yeah. to be at the expense of others. Look at yeah. all this stuff. Look at all my cool things. Mm-hmm. And then searching around mm-hmm. for the opportunity. Haughty eyes. Mm-hmm. Boastful, prideful right. eyes. Right. Well, it's like, I know. love, it's not passive, right? There's like an action it's, happening yeah, here. It's a verb. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Wow, and, and and the Lord talks about the eyes a lot when it and and, and then uh, um, uh, parallels it or connects it with some kind of sin too. But then there is another side, you know, those who have their eye clean. Yeah, and it, it really is about the nature of reality, how you see things, and then you can actually parallel that with the soul, the cleanliness of the soul. Mm-hmm. You know, because the eye, you know, is the uh, the vision that the soul needs to what, be refreshed. Mm-hmm. when you have that clean and the lord does that so. yeah. yeah i mean that's blindness right and being brought back to sight that's yes. that's one of yeah that's the whole point i mean that's why we sing amazing grace which we sang yesterday too as well. yes yeah. we did i was blind now i can see right i was narcissistic now i'm not <laughs> <laughs> now i'm not right yeah. now yeah. my heart's been made flesh and i yeah. This is why I tell everybody, I was like, if you explain, like, we love to share our testimonies with people, right? Oh, yeah. But if your testimony does not begin with the Lord save me, mm-hmm. and it, it begins with the word I, <laughs> mm-hmm. switch it around. <laughs> right. Stop doing that. Um, you know, how did you come to salvation? Well, the Lord saved me, and this is my circumstance. Then right. <laughs> then I go, I, I always want to be grounded in that. I'm not saying you're sinning because you, you you bring up the word I. I understand you're going to explain it in your way. Sure. I'm, I'm just making a point to always be grounded, even in the most subtle things, mm-hmm. even in the most smallest things, like sharing a story. You know, start with the Lord first and then work your way down. Yeah. Well, I think part of haughty is, like, not only am I, like, looking at other people and comparing myself to them like and like boasting building myself up right <clears throat> i'm also like another piece of that is that i'm like actively looking for them to be less than me or mm. maybe not like harmed mm. but worse off mm. than me mm. you know or like less appreciated mm. or less respected or mm. less honored or whatever less deserving mm. in some way yeah there's it's it's not the kind of pride that you would take in like a job well done mm. oh i'm glad that i did that well to mm. the glory of the lord right we're supposed to do mm. what we do well to his glory right but the boast is in christ right. always not in yourself yeah. but ha- feeling pride in that way isn't right. bad 
it's there's this like hot when somebody is haughty looks at someone like that. It's not just like I'm compared. It's really a vindictive intent. Yeah, there's yeah. there is hatred in it. Yeah, yeah. malice. Right. I uh, I could see uh, Cora, you know, who tried to usurp the authority of Moses. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Haughty eyes. I want what you want. It's not fair. Things like that. Sure. You know what I mean. I love that as a name, Cora. Yeah, it's a pretty name. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. I I I think it's a female. Uh, it's not a female name. It's a male name. But yeah. uh, I would. Why'd you go I, and ruin it for us, sons yeah, of Cora? Yeah, sons of Cora. <laughs> but uh, um. But then also there's the other way too as well because we need to be grounded, but we don't want to go underground. And what I mean by that is self-deprecation now mm-hmm. is like sort of the opposite side, right? Where there's a sort of a narcissism in always making it about yourself, making and, it about yourself, and how awful you are, and too. how awful you are. Mm-hmm. I'm this. I'm this. I'm where you can where it like it, self-pity, right? Mm-hmm. So the Two greatest commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. And I always hear this. You need to love, uh, learn to love yourself before you love your neighbor. Now, if that's the case, then he would say that there is three commandments. Right. But he said there is two. Right. So he's assuming that you already love yourself. It's the general position. It's the natural thing you're meant. How arrogant of yeah. you to like insert yeah, your, into scripture. Stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> he didn't say three. He said two. However... Um, there is a point, there is a reality of hating yourself. Mm-hmm. Is that pride? Yes. It, it's a form of mm-hmm. idolatry or self-worship. And what I mean is you're concentrating on yourself more than you are your neighbor. So you're failing to uphold well, the commandment. Or more, th- more than you're focusing right. on Christ. But I don't think, I think that that is a way to explain it sometimes. I yes. don't think it, it's all encompassing. No, no, it's not. There's a lot of reason people can feel depressed that isn't because they're being... Yeah. Like self pitying. Yeah. No, the the self pity is from a, a symptom from um you know from their depression. But if, but if if part of your depression is related to constantly taking an orientation or stance where your eyes are focused on your problems mm-hmm. and not because of Christ, then you're responsible for that part of it. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. You are. Your body doesn't know. Your body's not going to go. Well, you're depressed, and this is why you have the symptoms. So therefore, you get a pass. Your mind is going to acclimate to whatever you're doing at that point, uh, regardless of ontology, regardless of what was created that circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you're right. You you have the responsibility, even in that moment, uh, to not do that. Again, it can get so complex and so tangled yeah. that please just, just, the problem, just turn to Jesus. Like the tr- let him unscramble that. The true <laughs> problem with all of this is that it is so difficult when you are overwhelmed mm. by feelings of hopelessness and despair, mm. by feelings of failure and inadequacy, mm. by feelings of like worthlessness, mm. that you really, really have to fight. You have to fight harder maybe than you've ever fought for th- something before to help pull yourself up right out of that lie because Mm. the feelings are so powerful they are they are powerful they can be crippling yes right they can preventing you from doing anything paralyzing so it and no i don't know anyone that does this perfectly Mm. i mean no we all have there are moments yeah yeah. and most of us don't do it that well most of the time we're learning right right so the but the point is is regardless of the feeling you cannot you cannot succumb to this ridiculous left modern like postmodern idea that feelings can influence fact mm-hmm. uh, truth is objective how you feel about it right. has no influence over it and, 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 and that means like yeah. ultimately right the heart is deceitful both I, we use that kind of you know I use it kind of liberally and I, to mean like your your heart is wicked. Don't trust your feelings. Your feelings are never going to be the thing that leads you to Christ. Well, that is that's pretty orthodox. <laughs> but that's the truth. Yeah, it is the truth. Yeah. So that and okay, how wonderful is it that we actually have instruction? Not only are we not supposed to bow before the idol of feelings, mm-hmm. we know where we're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And we know why. Mm-hmm. Guys, you're not supposed to do any of this of your own strength, right? Like the Lord gifts us that. Mm-hmm. So basically, 
and this is why it was tough to discuss this topic today. I still feel like yeah. we were a little, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it is tough, disjointed, mm-hmm. but we've gotten, we've just gotten requests for mm-hmm. lots of different stuff. Well, because we can look at the DSM and go, these are the criteria and then go, this is my uh, disorder. This is what I have. And so therefore, um, it's not sinful. I don't need to repent. I don't need to do anything else. I just need to get over this disorder. Right. right. A part of loving myself instead of loving neighbor or part of taking care of myself before I follow the commands of God. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. It's through following the commands of God. Now it makes sense when he says, don't look back. Right. If you, uh, 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 or, uh, well, you got Lot's wife, you got the, uh, the exhortation from Christ himself saying, I take no pleasure in shrieking back. Um, do not look back when you put your hand to the plow. These now make sense because they're preventative from what? Mm-hmm. From actually creating that illness in you. And I know it seems like a hard command. Because it is. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but even Jeff Durbin said that yesterday. Jesus spoke how he spoke because he spoke objectively. He didn't right. dilute that. You have to hear the hard command. Otherwise, you'd never know what you need to obtain. Yeah. If you go, don't put your hand to the plow and don't look back. But let's just work on this first. And remember, you have a mental health disorder or you have anxiety or you have this. And then we'll work on not looking back. No, he just says don't work back. And you right. work your way up to it. Right, that. right. Through your pain, through your suffering, you fight. But if you just sit there, really nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And I can try to get you off that chair <laughs> as yeah. best as I can. Um, and I will. But overall, it's it's got to be you. I'm not you. I, I wish I could I could be you. Yeah. Uh, to just do it for you. Kind right, of to motivate. And, and how arrogant am I to say I would even accomplish that <clears throat> even if I was you. Right. Without the mercy and grace of Christ. You don't have it. Right. <laughs> you know, it's right. It's Nothing can be done about money. either one of these things without yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the secular world, maybe you always have this. You know, there is no remedy. There's no cure. Maybe you're in remission. Well, I would say, like, ultimately, uh, there is a there is a threshold that certain individuals cross where your goal becomes like community protection and mm. not rehabilitation in mm. any way. And like from a secular clinical point of view, Britney and Spears I, conservative there, ship. There's <laughs> no, there's no healer. Yeah. Without Christ, that eventually it like it ends. Like the mm-hmm. at least now, mm-hmm. right? This is where we are yeah. in terms of what we've researched and learned about human behavior. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, so goodness. you know, I, I I wish I was a petri dish for a scientist what i mean by is, is so he can analyze my life and and, and look at what christ has done yeah because it totally like trumps quanti- quantify it somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah quantify it because it totally trumps uh some of the secular notions of what i should have done right as opposed to what christ created in me to to make me the human being that i am today right which if you didn't do that and this may be unfortunate for you but you can actually hear my voice talking on a podcast now because I've been <laughs> redeemed. Right. Now, I don't know if that's a blessing to you. I hope it is. <laughs> it's a blessing to me. <laughs> it's a but blessing to me. I wouldn't be here on the couch. Right. Our couch is not divided. It is not. No. Um, being able to talk to you about these things, not only because I've been through it myself, but because I understand what the word of God says and the fact that the truth will set you free. Uh-huh. And... Um, I, I, I do believe that, well, I, I don't just believe it. I know it emphatically to be true is that that is the goal is to be set free from sin mm-hmm. so that we can be reconciled and live for the glory of God, which is our purpose. Mm-hmm. That's your purpose. What's God's calling in my life to glorify him, mm-hmm. to and glorify him, right, and use that. Yep. And then what situation has you put you in to do that? Right. Um, it can't we, just be sitting in the chair. Well, please, like, and also please hear that, like, what neither one of us are saying is that we do this perfectly. I am nowhere near perfect. No. In this. And, and if I walked around in life going, well, I have sin too, I have sin that I would never be able to exhort anybody. I know. Um, right. Which is why I think, like, we don't qualify it yeah. a lot. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Hear me. I'm still being sanctified. Even Paul said oh that. Oh, my God. I've, I, I, even Paul had to 
I, I, I don't say he was checking himself, but he wanted to remind the Philippians, I haven't obtained perfection yet. Right. But he also still said, imitate, imitate me, me as I imitate Christ. <laughs> imitate Christ. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> that perfection is not is not the expectation. It's absolutely mm-hmm. the standard because Christ. Yes. But this side of like the resurrection and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. true glorification, mm-hmm. right? Like we're not... Mm-hmm. That's not on the table. We, we command these things and we do these things and we listen to these things so that we can obtain yeah. perfection. Listen, is there any reason to pick up your cross when you're perfect? Right. No, you're just going to live for the glory of God anyway. There's mm-hmm. not going to be any, any struggle for sin. You're not going to die. That's what picking up your cross means. Go to the grave with the things of God. Right. This is things go in the, this life. Go to the grave with sin. Yeah. These, go, put, put to, to sin to death. Yes. These are things in this life as a means of the Holy Spirit sanctifying you to conform you to the image of God, to Jesus Christ, who did these things perfectly. Right. He didn't have the mental illness that we are talking about. Of course, he suffered with anxiety. He was dripping blood, mm-hmm. <laughs> sweats, right, of blood before his arrest. He was a man who suffered likewise, mm-hmm. um, yet without sin. Mm-hmm. Yet without sin. Remember, suffering is not sin. Just because you're suffering, right, as you mean you're sinful. <sighs> so, if you think you're broken, if you think you're worthless, if you think you're this, or you have those narcissistic traits that we were talking about, or the 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 delusions of grandeur, or the grandiosity, whatever. Know that the truth will set you free. If you proclaim the Lord at, uh, at Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. understand that he has given you the grace and mercy to go forward. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard to communicate and very hard to get into the hearts of, of man because the pain is so real, I understand. Right. Well, and it doesn't mean... That you have to push and fight. That you don't... That, like, as soon as you're saved, you're never going to experience symptoms like this. Otherwise, I wouldn't say at the end of every podcast... Right. What I say, right? <laughs> uh, uh, take heart; he has overcome the world. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like that was—that's a good place as any to stop. Yeah. If anybody uh, has any questions about this further, again, it's a—it's a tough subject, you know. Um, please email us, and maybe we'll try to address it, and maybe the next one, or, you know, on a passing by kind of thing like that. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Like I, we hope that this answered questions for people. Um, the over, you know, like a general overview, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> and I want to hear your thoughts on the push and fight aspect too as well. You know, if you can relate to that um, um, or questions you have on the, uh, on that. Um, there is um, a video that we've done. Um, it was just an advertisement for a couch divided when we had our website up. But I remember you speaking about PTSD being physiological or uh uh, some aspects of it physiological you have to push and fight it makes the pain worse yeah but it's there regardless kind mm-hmm. of thing there's always a push and fight aspect that push and fight a struggle if you have the spirit of the lord you can you can you more can than conquerors yes more than conquerors. and uh, that's my exhortation to you i love you guys i love you yes and um take courage he has overcome the world bye <laughs>